on your part. Alright, here we go. Welcome to the On Track and Field podcast. I'm your host, JT Ayers. All things track and field related, on trackandfield.com. They are the exclusive partner of this podcast. I love working with them. I'm a head coach. I buy lots of stuff from them. You need to as well. And I just actually bought 10 stopwatches at a really good price at ontrackandfield.com. Track and field equipment is expensive. They will have the best price and their price matching. So just check out that website and you can even input POs from your school and they'll take care of you, which is a huge bonus, especially in this day and age and how it's cool. school administrations deal with all that stuff. On trackandfield.com nationwide. They're fun to work with. And I know you'll have the same experience I do. With me right now is Coach Kurt Hines. He's a well-respected football coach at the Coronado High School in San Diego. He's been coaching for over 24 years, both on the East Coast and West Coast. And if you've not checked out his social media, it's one of the best follows in the entire platform. Yeah, I know this is a track and field podcast. However, no matter what kind of coach you are, regardless of the sport you coach, good coaches everywhere care about character, discipline, life lessons. And these athletes take these things from these coaches for the rest of their lives. Coach Hines is a perfect man for the task. And I've sought him out, had to wait till football season was over so we could talk. He is a coach who cares about the kids and it's evident and he understands the power of the why. So coach Kurt Hines, thanks for joining me. Coach, it's a blessing to be here. It's uh, I, I, I love connecting with high energy, passionate people. So, uh, I know you and I offline were talking for what less than five minutes, and I'm I'm already uh, a fan of yours. So I, I appreciate you having me on. Oh man, well, the whole point of this podcast, and I, if anybody's listening, it doesn't matter what sport. And I hope this is shared because we're going to talk about things that have to do with character, discipline, and trying to just have influence with young minds, young kids, young athletes, so they can be inspired the rest of their lives to be good dads and good husbands and good employees and good, you know, anything. So here's the deal. Coach, I've seen a lot on social media and I know there are always like these little glimpses of what you actually do, but can you talk about how important it is to building character with your athletes? Yeah. You know, for, for me, it's, and it sounds so cliche because I think a lot of coaches say this, but if we're only building successful athletes, we're failing those were blessed to coach. And I, and I truly believe that I, um, years ago, when I first got started, to be asked to be on podcast or to go speak at events. Um, and it was outside of just coaching. It was for fortune 500 companies and other, uh, just businesses and companies. I started to doubt myself and thought, you know, man, I'm, I'm a broken record sharing the same thing. And the more I share it, the more I realize there's a need for it out there. And you know, as well as I do coach, the world is overpopulated with negativity and coaches who want to use people for their own agenda. They want to use their players, their athletes, so they can pad their stats, pad their resume, if you will. Um, so so I, I believe to my core that it's not saturated, that the world hasn't heard enough uh, about the importance of building character. For me, you know, I'm sitting in my fourth grade classroom right now, and I love teaching, love teaching elementary school, but my students have to be here. I, I teach at a private Christian school, so the parents don't have to send them to a private Christian school. But by law, you have to have some type of formal education, whether it's homeschooling, public school, private charter. Our athletes, track and field, football, don't have to come out for track and field or football or whatever it is. 
most often, I, I'm not, I understand certain parents say, hey, you've got to do something. But we have a captive audience where young men and young women want to be with us. They want to become better at the sport we coach. And we have a captive audience where if we see it as a ministry, if we see it as an opportunity to not just help our athletes become better on the track, the field, whatever it may be, but to become better human beings, man, that, that's, that's what it's all about. You know, for, for me, and I'll, I'll plug one book that I'm in. I, I talk about this book all the time, and I wish I got endorsements for this. I get nothing for this. But, uh, <laughs> Joe Ehrman's uh, Inside Out Coaching. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. Oh, yes. One of my favorite books, simply because he, and I've got to give credit to him, narrows every coach any sport, and I love that your audience is track and field, but as you mentioned, hopefully you'll continue to get more coaches from different fields, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, every coach falls into two categories, transactional, a bet, like a bank transaction, where I'm going to pour into a young man or a young woman because they can make me look better, or transformational, where even when I have that little kid that can't put his helmet on straight, that can't tie his cleats, you know, whatever it is, not only does it benefit that individual, but I found more and more over the years when we're pouring into our young men and young women, not just the studs, but all of them, the studs see that and they see how we treat those who may never start for our programs. So for me, building character is paramount. It, it, it far surpasses anything else. And, and I'll end this question with this statement. Some of my most successful years as a coach have been years where we've lost most of our games. And I look back at it, I'm like, man, the bonds that were created, the near tragedies from a young man maybe taking his life or from a young woman going through something that because of our relationships, it didn't happen, far exceed any championship ring I've ever won or we've ever won as a program. So building character, in my opinion, has got to be in the forefront of everything we do as coaches if we want to have a lasting success. I like what you said there because some of our, and I've recognized this, some of my biggest impact on, as a coach with any athlete that I have is not with the superstar stud. It's with the kid that, and for us, runs the third heat of the 400 because they're going to be done doing athletics as soon as they're done with high school, but they're not going to be done being a strong man of character or they're going to go be a, you know, the best gosh, engineer they could be. And so I heard this a long time ago, and it might actually be from Inside Out Coaching, but you can always find a litmus test or a test. You can figure out the culture that you have by the stories those kids tell and the smiles on their faces. And I figure, you know, it's not always great, but sometimes discipline's not fun, but it's good because those stories are long lasting. And so how'd you do this? How'd you build into your program? That's a lot of kids. It's a lot of parents. It's a lot of buy-in. What are some of the things you do that really kind of resonates and helps build this character for, you know, the kids that you have under your program? Yeah, for, for me, and, and I've thought about this a lot. I've prayed about this a lot. And, and for me, I think my answer might bring a lot of people some, some hope and excitement. And other people, they might just be like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Because the more I think about it, the simpler my answer gets for this. And it all goes down to relationships. You know, I, I already feel connected with you. If, if some random person reached out to me and said, hey, coach, can you retweet this or whatever? I may or may not. If I have a connection with someone and I, and I know their heart's in the right place, I'm willing to run through a wall for them. Uh, tangible, you know, tangible answers to that. One of the biggest things I do is the off season. You know, I, I think it's so important. We don't ever as coaches want to put our family in the back burner ever. That's why I've always been blessed 
when I've been a head coach in New Hampshire and here in California, we don't have coaches meetings on Sundays ever. So even in the heat of our season, we have at least one day a week where I tell my staff, our, our staff, hey, do what you want. Go to church, spend time on the beach. Do it. It's your day. You need to have balance. But the off season for me, when I do the strength and conditioning with our players, is paramount because probably like you, coach, your practice schedule in season on that script is down to the minute. We got five minutes for this, eight minutes for this, whatever it may be. In the weight room, yeah, we're limited to when we can start and when we need to wrap up. But I will usually seek out one or two athletes and say, hey, I want to work out with you guys today. And just and, and I'm still watching and coaching other guys up and helping them out. But I'm working out side by side and not just find out what makes them tick as an athlete, but more just talk to them about life. You know, years ago, I used to ask players, hey, how are you doing in school? And they would say, oh, I'm good, good coach. And I would take their good as, hey, they're eligible. They, they've got A's and B's. Later on, I would find out that certain players weren't eligible. So I changed the way I asked that. And when I say, how are you doing in school? And they say, good. I, I follow up with A's and B's. And they're like, well, I'm like, you got one C. They're like, well, I've got a few C's and D's. I'm like, we have different definitions of, of uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> now when I'm talking to players in the way room and I say, hey, how are you doing? And they say, good. I'll say, what's great? What's great about your life? And so often players will just look at me and just, I have a blank stare. I'm like, what, what's good in your life? What's great? And sometimes you see them pause. And more often than not, especially since this whole COVID thing a year and a half, two years ago, um, when I ask players personally one-on-one, hey, how are you doing? And they say, good. And I say, what's good in life? I've had more and more players look at me and after about a five or 10 second pause say, actually, coach, I'm really struggling with X, Y, or Z. And then not there in the weight room or not there in the field with players. I'll say, hey, let's talk after practice. And I think it's so powerful because players will understand that as much as I care about them as athletes, that pales in comparison to how much I care about them as human beings. And I think developing character really comes down to the simple answer of relationships and then making the time, not just finding it, but making the time to build those relationships with our players through having one-on-one conversations. That's great. And I've actually had the fortune of being able to have some of my old athletes come back and either coach for me help me, but also you can't hold on to every single one, but you do hold on to some of those. And it's been really fun because great friendships have developed. In fact, one of the athletes, I mean, when I first started coaching, he's actually godfather to one of my kids. And he's actually a sprint coach at Biola University. Uh, shout out Mickey Mila. And I'm just so proud of these kids that grow up into being great men and fathers. And then I get to continue to be fans of theirs, even though I was always a fan of theirs when they were a freshman, sophomore, junior, or senior. And it starts a character, but I like what you said about relationships. So I guess, you know, to summarize is what are we doing as coaches, especially head coaches in creating opportunities to develop relationships? Um, Is there anything that you do that's tangible that we can all steal that you do with your kids. And I mean, that might be a halftime speech or there might be some like leadership lesson that you give or what's something we can do to help with these building relationship moments. Yeah. You know, one of the things we do whole team is we have our, and I think a lot of programs do this, but we have our Thursday pregame meal together. And years ago, when I first became a head coach in New Hampshire, we would have our pregame meals and that was it. I thought, Hey, we're eating together and that's great. And there's nothing wrong with that. But one of the things we started doing, or I started doing years ago, is every time we have a pregame meal, I have myself or one of my assistant coaches or I have a guest come in and talk about character. So they might talk about being a student athlete or 
playing for your brothers and sisters or talking about you know going out of their way throughout the school looking for someone that's not a teammate that looks down or alone or depressed and just befriending them. And I, I, th I think so often, getting back to what we discussed in the very beginning as far as our players wanting to be a part of our programs and not being forced to be there or sit in the class, um, they, they'll take what we say as coaches as gospel sometimes. And sometimes our message is not much different than what mom and dad are saying, but their mom and dads, and I'm using air quotes now, are idiots because they're their moms and dads. So like, with that said, and this is going to be a big question a lot of people are going to need answered. How have you found it like the most beneficial way to help parents, the school administration, even your assistant co coaches in partnering with the mission that you have with building character with your athletes? Yeah, great question. I am um, loving your student athletes. That's once again, I think for some people that's going to, that's going to excite them when I, when I, I'll dive into this a little bit more. And some people they are going to be like, ah, oh, this is just nonsense. I, I think the greatest way to get parents and administration and other teachers throughout the school on your side and what you're building with your program is to love your student athletes. Because I, I tell my players every time and my students, every time we wrap up a practice or a classroom, I'll look at them and shake their hands, give them a hug and say, Hey, I love you. And it's funny because one of my young men who's I'll, I'll be very careful not to give away too much information here. Um, ha, he's a senior this year, uh, stud for us as an athlete, his freshman and sophomore year, he was getting in trouble left and right. I was getting emails from teachers and from administration about him doing stuff and being disrespectful. And I was shocked because he was never that way in practice, but he just knew he had a, a coaching staff, not just myself that love him, that loves him. He had a real big issue last year, and I won't go into the details, but a real big personal battle. So I met with he and his family at their house, had dinner with them, and had several meetings with he and his parents, a lot of meetings one-on-one -on -one with him. And uh, at, at one point, I hugged him. And I said, hey, I love you. And he looked at me, and he goes, nice, coach. And he had never said it. This was last year. had never said it back and would never make someone. And I asked him one time, I said, do you ever, who do you tell you love? And he looked at me and goes, we don't say that in my family. He's, we, I, I just don't tell people that. I said, that's interesting. I said, all right, great. I said, love you. I'll talk to you later. This year, uh, I noticed about week two into the season, I would, you know, at the end of practice, hey, say, hey, love you. And he goes, love you too, coach. <laughs> and it, it almost brought tears to my eyes. And I thought, wow, that was interesting. Didn't want to make a big, big deal out of it. Didn't want to make it awkward for him. And now to this day, our season just wrapped up two weeks ago. Uh, Every time he'll initiate, love you coach, or he'll text me and say, love you coach or whatever. And I don't know what the change is. I just know at some point he felt safe enough or comfortable enough or whatever it was to say that. And especially in football. And I have a biased opinion. I love everything about football, but I think it's overpopulated with Neanderthal jock, dumb jock type people who want to prove how tough we are. And, you know, you don't cry and you don't show your emotions. And I, I obviously wear my heart in my sleeve. And I think, man, when we can get our players, male or female, to want to dominate in the sport they, they participate in, and at the same time, time want to dominate in life and realize that domination, in my mind, means transparency and love and humility, I think it's a powerful thing. And, and I'm so excited for this young man to go on. Yeah, I'm excited for his collegiate career, um, and he's got potential to go on and, and play at the next level. But I'm more excited to see what happens 20 years down the road when he's a father and a husband and he's able to say, I love you to his wife and kids and whatever path God may open up for him. 
Um, that, that, that's what gets me amped up. Well, you got me amped up. My gosh. Um, yeah, I, I, th- I can speak on behalf. So I know, you know, you being a football coach and having that perspective, I can speak on behalf of track coaches, track and field, the, the nature of coaching that sport is extremely relational because we have to coach individuals to do something on a track or the field and they have to do it basically on their own. That, yeah, it's a team sport because we add up the points, but we're meeting people where they're at every single day, every single moment, every single practice rep. It doesn't matter. And we have to know them. If they don't, if we even garnish trust with our athletes, they're not gonna, they're not gonna do what they can because they're not gonna feel like anybody's out there are, are with them or on their behalf. So constantly finding phrases and moments where you, they kids, these these athletes see you with them. They know they can trust you. Well, gosh, they're going to feel seen. They're going to feel doesn't matter whatever they, however they perform. It's irregardless. Their performance does not make me feel any different about them. And so I think that's pretty important from a coaching standpoint. If we're going to talk about character, we need to talk about relationships. And we also need to continue to find ways every day to show these kids that we care for them, not as performers, but as people. Right. I, I love that coach. I think one of the things I started doing years ago also that I think it's an easy thing, but with such a powerful impact is for coaches. If we years ago, I started to make set a goal for myself and say, after every practice, I want to text or call or private message on social media, whatever it is, at least one player, just one player, whether it's a starter or not. And I try to even it out and just share something after practice, you know, with, with someone and just connect with them. And I, and I think that's such a powerful thing. There's no agenda for it, excuse me, in it with me. There's nothing I want to get out of it, but just to let those young men or young women know that I'm there for them. And, and sometimes it's a young man that, or young woman that I didn't get a chance to connect with a lot during that practice, whether it's the, because they play a different position than what I coach as the head coach, or I just didn't like what I saw out of their performance, or I loved what I saw out of their performance. I, I think as coaches, if we, after a practice, after a game, or during the offseason especially, reach out to them and say, hey, you know, Gabe, whatever it is, you know, how, how's theater going? Or, or how's, how's this going? Or how's that going? Showing up to their games. I think all that character building all goes back to relationships and players knowing that once the season's over, our relationships aren't done with. Our relationships mm. aren't over. I loved my high school coaches. And I was blessed to be coached by great men, but I only saw them three and a half months out of the year. You know, and I know you know things were a lot different back back when I graduated high school and back in 1990. But I, I saw them three three and a half months out of the year. Where when I have a young man that's playing basketball and I just happen to show up at a game, whether I connect with him or not, but he sees me in the stands, that they know that they matter to me outside of being a football player, but as a human being. I love that. I've actually, just to piggyback on what you're saying, so thank you for, you know, teeing me up. Um, some of the things that we've decided to do with, and I coach boys, I'm the head boys coach, but I also this year I'm coaching girls in sprints and hurdles, and it's, I'm really excited about it. Um, but I make sure that my family's involved because I, I got younger kids than you. Cause um, you're gosh, you got like tons of years on me as a senior. No offense, of <laughs> none, um, none but my these kids need to see me as a dad, and they need to see yes. me as a husband as well. And they need to know that I'm not just the way I am with them, but I'm the way I am with everybody. And yeah, wear your heart on your sleeve, and let these kids know that again. That's garnishing that trust. We've been doing leadership training on Monday mornings during season, and it's available to any junior or senior. Um, we actually go through like 
Chop Wood Carry Water, which is a short little itty bitty book, but also gives me a platform to talk about meaningful things, not just how to run faster, jump far, or whatever. Um, we also been doing like senior send-offs and giving them one time a year, giving them this small banquet for seniors. And we talk about what it means to be a man and they get that speech. And um, I can't tell you how often you get the dads coming up and saying, I needed that. And I'm 45, 50 years old. Thank you. Yeah. You know, and at the end of the day, we're coaching these kids, but we're also partnering with families to raise them for, gosh, just for a short time, right? Uh, absolutely. I, I had an incident just towards the end of this year. One of our players, once again, not mentioning his names, mom reached out to me right before a big playoff game and said, so, I almost said his name, <laughs> said so-and-so went out last night. It was on a Sunday night and uh, refuses to answer our calls, didn't come home and uh, says he's 18 now, doesn't need to answer to us. And it blew me away because this young man has never talked back on the football field one time. So I said, would you and your husband be willing to meet tomorrow after practice? They said, absolutely. So fast forward to the following day, I pulled so-and-so aside and I said, hey, we're meeting after practice today. And he looked at me, he goes, yes, coach. And I said, you know your parents are gonna be there. And he looked at me like shocked. I said, we're meeting after practice today. And I opened up with prayer. Uh, I, I knew they were believers, so I, I didn't. You know, I'm, a co I'm coaching at a public school, but I, I'd rather wear my heart, my sleeve, and, and be transparent in who I am and what motivates me. So we had a real heart-to-heart, come-to-Jesus moment with his parents, um, and, and I won't go into the details of the meeting, but it, it is. It's, it's we we are not just coaching football players or track and field athletes. We're coaching families. You know, we're we're, we're partnering with these families whether they know it freshman year or not, our goal, in my opinion, for the coaches that get it, that understand the blessing of the platform we have, our goal is to help them to win in life. And if we happen to win in a field or court or track, fantastic. But man, it, it goes back to, you know, uh, Joe Ehrman, Inside Out Coaching, where he was quoted, I'm paraphrasing, but when parents ask him, you know, hey, how are we going to be this year? He, his response was, ask me in 20 years. Because, you know, if, if we're looking at our, our win-loss column for how we're defining success, we're never going to measure up to, to anyone's standards. So it, it's, yeah, I, I get excited talking about this because we have such a great gift that's been given to us as coaches. And if we use our platform the right way, we're, we're going to change lives forever. It almost makes it worth that $2,000 stipend when you get home. <laughs> Man, you're getting paid a lot more than me. Geez. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. That's not true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, gosh, I could talk to you all day. In fact, um, I'm driving down to Chula Vista. It, finally, I get to talk to someone on a podcast that's not that far. Yes, so sir. we're going to hang out. We, you and I need to grab a burger or a coffee or something. But coach, where can we find out more information? Um, would you mind even just telling us about your social media accounts? Like, And I know you got a website too. With the things that we're talking about, people can continue to be blessed and learn more from some of the, the insights that you have. Where can they do this at? Yeah, you know, my uh, social media, just let me tell our players, if you want to be found by a college recruit, don't put, you know, fast cleats, you know, 69 or something, whatever the kids think is funny or whatever. Put your, your real name, you know, your real picture. So uh, my social media on Twitter and Instagram, gosh, I think even TikTok, is, uh, which is still embarrassing me to say that, but it's... Uh, <laughs> Coach Kurt Hines, K-U-R-T-H-I-N-E-S. Um, and my website is uh, Coach Kurt Hines as well. I try to keep it uniform throughout. Um, and, and, and I'll just share also, Coach, I know we're going to wrap this up, but I, I try to say to as many people as I can, I am an expert in absolutely nothing. 
<clears throat> I mean that sincerely. I'm an expert in nothing, but I'm passionate about almost anything. And, and I think that's what we need to do. We need to surround ourselves with people in life who are passionate about blessing others. And, you know, there, there's so much great knowledge out there, so much great wisdom, and so many great people who have so much expertise. I'm not one of them, but so much passion. I'm one of those. And, and we just need to connect with people that want to help make other people better. And uh, it's, it's a powerful thing because we live in a day and age where, where knowledge is at our fingertips and our cell phones, computers, laptops, you name it. And that uh, we just got to put ourselves out there and be willing to connect with other people. Hmm. Well said. Good way to wrap up a podcast about building character with athletes. Well, you got me fired up. I'm about to go and have a track practice. And I, I kid you not, this is going to be the greatest track practice these kids have ever seen because you got me pumped up, Coach. Oh, I love it. I love so it. I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and stick around afterwards. You can hear more about how to get connected with uh, on track and And so without further ado, cue the voice. Thanks for listening to the on track and field podcast with our host, JT Ayers and this week's guest, Kurt Hines. The on track and field podcast is powered by on track and for everything track and field related, be it for practice or competition on track and has everything you need. And if you purchase online, use the promo code track talk at checkout and you can save up to 15% off your order and RelayBatons.com, your number one source for meat and competition, custom engraved relay. Relay batons, water bottles, and tumblers. RelayBatons.com.